right, I got it. You ready? Yo, Krubies, welcome back to another HMC Presents. This episode, we are going to be talking about the movie Cobweb. I am Josh. I'm Erica. You do it way better than me. I'm just like, I'm Josh. You're like, I am Erica, and I'm here. Pow, 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 pow. Like, you'll see pow, me. Pow. You do. You I'm come always out. excited. You are. I'm like beat down and broken, dude. I'm like, this is Josh. This is Josh. I'm just here. <laughs> Dude, that is what I sound like. It really isn't, but I'm just making fun of you, making fun of yourself. No, people probably listen and they're like, oh man, this guy, he's excited to be doing this. He's so excited. Not. Sheesh, these people, (laughs) I get no respect, dude. Not at all. So I appreciate you doing this movie with me. It just came out, sort of. We were just talking about this in the pre-show. So in the behind the scenes, I don't know how long, maybe five or ten minutes for this one, but the patrons got additional content of us talking about, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but it was probably great. It's always great. Vasectomies, back to school. That was the last episode, but yes, on this one, I don't know. Oh, on this one. I don't even know, know, but it's okay. Nobody's upset. Probably (laughs) talked about my um, greatness. True. True. That's true. always a that's always topic. True. It's always topic. Um, oh, we were talking about not taking notes. That's right. We have no notes for us. We're gonna wing it and it's gonna be perfectly fine. I think we did that with Fresh and look at that episode. It's a great and episode. Sick, sick Fresh, they're all great. What can you say? When you have a lot to say, then you have a lot to say. But exactly. um I'm still upset that this movie did not that I did not get to see this movie in theaters. What about you? Which movie are we doing? Cobweb. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned it. Oh, did I forget to say it? Yeah, the, I'm sorry. This move, this episode is about the movie Cobweb, which should have been in theaters longer than it was. And it is a shame because this is a great movie to watch in the theater. I think it would have been. Especially this one scene that I, the minute it happened or after it was done, I text you like this scene was scary as hell. Yes. And I wish I would have watched that in the theater. I mean, I had the house really dark. I had the sound system on and it was still very effective. But in the theater, it would have just been like, this is one of the best jump scares of the year, probably. Why do you think it wasn't in theaters? I don't know. I don't understand what the big deal was. I mean, but to be fair, I had never heard about this movie. I never saw a trailer for it. It wasn't. Uh, when I went to watch any of the other horror movies, the bigger ones this year, it never showed a trailer for this. Yes. I only heard about it through Instagram and it was a still. And once I saw the still of this one scene, I'm like, I'm not watching a trailer because that looks scary. And I yeah. bet you the trailer shows it, which I'm pretty sure it did. Maybe. Maybe. Right. And uh, I don't know. I I don't understand why this flew under and so badly, too. I think it was out quote unquote two weeks limited release and then straight to VOD. Yeah, it was it was pretty quick. I think it was a week between it being pulled because I tried to see it in theaters and I looked it up and the yeah. closest place was like over an hour away and I was like man I because re- I was talking shit dude. The first time I saw the trailer for this movie was before Insidious and I was in the theater right. on single mom Sundays at Insidious yes. and <laughs> I text you guys and I I was like talking shit dude. I was like, I'm calling it right now. This is going to be this year's barbarian. Mm-hmm. Um, it, dude, the trailer for it was so good. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Like this just, nobody heard about this. 
until then. Insidious came out when? June? Was it June at this point? I, th- I yeah. think so, yeah. And up until when you brought that up, I, this movie was never talked about. So there's no hype behind this movie. You're saying, and I saw that it's a uh, production by, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his Seth name Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. So there's somebody famous backing it up. There's a, the two actors are known-ish. Yeah, we got Lizzie Kaplan, who's amazing in it, by the way. Um, she is. Which, um, she is. The acting in it is get- great. Lizzie Kaplan is always great, in my opinion. The writer had, had written on Text Chainsaw Massacre, uh, 2022. I know a lot of people don't like that movie. Um, yeah. I, dude, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It was almost like this know. movie was purposely buried. But then, and it sucks because I feel like even if it was on purpose, now with the release of it at home, it still hasn't gotten any traction. I don't know. It's all. weird. It's so weird. Somebody yeah. told me this got released at a film festival a few years ago. Oh, a few years ago. That's what so somebody it's actually said. older. Now, I mean, that could be total, complete crap because I am pretty good <laughs> at making stuff up. But when was Cobweb filmed? I'm trying to look on. It was filmed too. in September of 2020. Oh. Oh no, that's when wow. they announced. That's when they announced that oh, they were announced gonna be it. doing it. Okay. Um, wow, so- Ooh, it filmed in Bulgaria. Filming occurred, yeah, in November of 2020 is when it was filmed. Oh. Well, that's weird. Something something happened then, for sure. <laughs> Some drama's going on with this movie. I agree. I wonder what mm. it is. Mm. Yeah, so it's known strange. that when it was first introduced to global audiences at the Canes, C-A-N-N-E-S, Canes Film, Film Festival, Festival, Cobweb yeah. received enthusiastic applause and a standing ovation lasting 12 minutes. So then what happened? Maybe they wanted it to be low key. Dude, I this makes no sense to me. No, and that it came out technically so it was made so long ago. I don't know. Mm-mm. I oh wait a minute. That's not that's not the right cop web. Oh. <laughs> this is another one. But, well, hang on, they tricked me because it does say Cobweb from 2023, okay. but this is a South Korean film. Oh, <laughs> fail. <laughs> okay, I, dude, I don't have an answer. I don't think we're ever going to get an answer unless we speak to Seth directly. I have a feeling that they were worried about what I have an issue with about this movie, which we will, I promise, get into probably later. Um, yeah. But honestly, I I had one issue with this entire movie, and that was it. Like, I thought that it looked good, the acting was great, the story was really good, and the mystery in the movie was phenomenal. Like, it had me guessing what was going on up until the final reveal. Oh, yeah. I had no idea what was going on. I also enjoyed the filming of it. The acting was great. The parents were like what are you got what are you guys i can't figure you out i love the kid i think that's what i really liked is that i enjoyed the main character's role yeah like you felt for him and it's always nice when you can relate to the main character and especially when it's a child because you always you know i remember being afraid of the dark like 
he was just scared of noises like that and always right. wanting to run to your parents and these parents are just so weird the whole time it's eerie and i don't know if this happened to you i always felt like in this movie you had no idea what time it was in yes like what year is it we do see a cell phone at some point but for a good portion of the movie, you're like, is this taking place back in the day? Is this taking place now? Like, even that added to the mystery. Yes. You don't know what time and space you're in. Well, in their house, when you first see their house on the street, it looks completely different than all the other houses as well. It's like it, again, it was yeah. like back in time or something. Like, it was never renovated or whatever. Um, yeah. But it looks different. It's just weird. The way that it, it looks in comparison weird. to the rest of them. So it's like, I had a bunch of different ideas of what I thought was going on. Like, is this even happening? Is it a story mm-hmm. that the teacher is telling at school? Is it like, uh, is it on his head? Are the parents, re- are the parents like serial killers? Like, what is going on? Um, yeah. So just from that aspect of it, I enjoyed it all the way up through the end. You know, I like my Scooby-Doo murder mystery. So like, it was That like, is true. That is yeah. true. But um, this has that <laughs> all the way through. It had me guessing up until the end of what it finally was. But um, yep. so the actors, you have Lizzie Kaplan in it. She plays Carol. That's the mom. Um, I really know her from um, Castle Rock on Hulu season two. Did you watch that? I watched part of season two. I know, and I know her from Mean Girls. That's where I know her from. She was one of the semi-main characters in that one so yes. it's really cool to see her again like in a completely different role yeah i did watch her in castle rock season i didn't i never finished that season that was my bad but she was great as uh is it annie yes. annie wilkes yep she was great so i can see why she was perfect for this role yeah she was phenomenal and then you've got anthony Starr, who is mark he plays the dad he is from the boys um on prime i don't know if you watched that or not I haven't. Have you? Uh, I watched the first season and I just couldn't get into it after that. Um, I tried to watch the second season, but he is Homelander, which he's not a great guy in that movie so, or in that show. So it's okay. it's cool seeing him in this role, though. But he just has that eerie presence to him. Where, like, you don't know if he's like a good guy, a bad guy, if he's just weird. Right. But like the, I feel like the casting was spot on for this movie. They it was the kid was great. I don't know if he's ever done anything else, but even how they have it, you know, the hair and he just looks like a modern day emo kid. And you just want to yes. like grab that kid and hug him and be like, it's OK, I'll be your friend. Right. You know, the vulnerability of the kid. And then the two parents are what stood out because what you're saying, you don't know what their game is. At They're all. overprotective. Yes. But they also seem I don't know. They felt like they were annoyed a lot of the time and just felt like inconvenienced by this kid, especially with, you know, what is this knocking that you keep talking about? Nothing's there. And just the dad, especially, especially in that one scene where I'm just like, what is up with this guy? I don't, I don't know what's going on. They they didn't seem very parental to me. It was weird because they did such a good job of making you think that these parents were weird. So then it's like, okay, are the parents really weird? Or like, is that like uh, they're trying to trick me with this red herring? Like, is the kid like actually really weird? And they're they're this way because of the way that he acted. But 
Woody Norman yeah. is the kid that he plays Peter. That's the kid, uh, the son in the movie. And then you have Cleopatra Coleman who plays Mrs. Divine, or I think that's how you say her name. Um, yeah. But she's like his teacher, which I thought that was also really another cool element that you have this substitute teacher that comes and doesn't know anybody. So she has no um, predetermined notion of this kid. So that's yeah. why I was like, I wonder if this kid is just like weird and has problems. And that's why his parents are so protective of him. That's why his parents act the way they do. And they act so weird because they don't know the people to see how this kid acts. Um, yeah. But there was just so many layers to this movie for the story that I thought it was it was just brilliant, in my opinion. Yeah, it was definitely worth watching it. So I was glad you you offered the movie because I'm like, oh, finally, we get to finally watch this. You <laughs> this know, movie that Josh we, won't shut up about. Because I think. Well, you and I, I think we've built it up because it's like frustrating that we couldn't watch it. It's nowhere to be seen. I also, for me, it was uh, at a theater 45 minutes away from me. And by the time we knew it, it was already out of theater. And just like when you sent the VOD on, you know, last week and I saw it promoted, I'm like, great, there there it went. So it's just strange situation considering this would have been great in the theater. I don't. Well, there's two things that bother. Before we get into the the storyline, uh, two yeah. things that bothered me about the way this movie was handled. One is it they didn't really release it anywhere that we could see it. Me personally, right. at least, though, maybe in big cities it was available to people. I don't know. Um, the second one is why did they release it in August? Like this is a perfect Halloween movie. It really is because it takes place a week prior to Halloween. Yes, and it's shot very similar to how um, Trick or Treat is shot. It's like very dark. It's very. It feels very Halloweeny. It a hundred percent, and not just in because it's a week prior. They have the the jack o' lanterns everywhere. They're carving pumpkins. They're uh, Halloween decorations everywhere. So you just feel in the spirit of Halloween. So it's very, it is very strange that they released it even now. It's an, that is another good point. I don't I wonder, get it. I wonder who the production studio is. I don't know if I can see that on here, but it makes me wonder if they have other stuff coming out around Halloween and they're just like, okay, let's just offload this movie. It's point gray pictures, vertigo entertainment and distributed by Lionsgate. So Lionsgate, I wonder if they have other stuff is does Lionsgate do saw. I was about to say Lionsgate does saw. So, but I, I mean, this wouldn't even, even if you release it, I don't know when saw is coming out in October, but even if you release this two weeks before saw, it's not going to compete. Like they're not even in the same, they're not the same. I don't know. I don't know either. This is, this baffles me because I think this is a perfect Halloween. It movie. is. Or you know what? Why not let all that stuff come out at Halloween and show this preview before all those movies and then have this come out in November? That too. That I too. Or in January. Because that's like another time sometimes horror movies come out yeah. is in January. Because it's post-holiday. Like there's a whole thing that you're over the holiday cheeriness. So they release horror movies in January to kind of like offset the <laughs> Right. That's so morbid. The offset the whole holiday family time. Like, all right, let's have some gore and <laughs> screams now. <laughs> all right, all the lovey dovey stuff's over. Let's yes. just have some gore and screams. So let's just go yeah, massacre but, everything. All right, I will get <laughs> off my high horse now about what they should have done with this movie because I'm clearly a little biased. So uh, the plot yeah. of the movie is an eight year old boy tries to investigate the mysterious knocking sounds that are coming from the inside walls of his house. 
unveiling a secret, a dark secret that his sinister parents have kept hidden from him. Bum bum bum. Bum bum bum. Great job, dude. I feel like they took. Did you ever see the movie Antlers? Yes. So I feel like I they did. took Antlers, and um, I just had it in my head, and I lost it. Antler, Barbarian. Antler, yes, Barbarian as well, but like Antlers, Barbarian, and Malignant. <sighs> Oh, but yes, it's in that vein as well. Honestly, I forget. But they took these those movies and like they molded them into this, just based off of the way it looks, the way it's written. But you, yeah. so you have this boy who is getting bullied at school. Of course, he's yeah. of course right. Um, the black phone is what I was thinking. Uh, like they took, uh, yeah, like yeah. they took antlers and the black phone and mixed them together. Um, so you've got this kid who's clearly having issues. He's getting bullied at school. He's got a weird home life. It's like you already feel bad for this kid because he's like getting it at school and he's getting like no relief at home at all. And then you add this mysterious knocking that's happening at night, which is creepy. And then you also for the kid, probably is it really happening? Because that's what I thought. Is that a real knock? Is that a real person talking to you because eventually somebody starts talking to him through the wall yes and you're like okay is this kid is he manifesting this is this his way of dealing with whatever's going on with him because he's getting bullied or because i mean like i said his parents are so weird yes they, see in the way they introduce that little girl talking to him it's a little girl's yeah. voice on yeah. the other side of the wall it very much makes you wonder if it's in his head and this is, he has nobody to talk to at school. He has no friends. He has right. nobody to talk to at home because his parents are just telling him, Hey, you're making this stuff up. And they mm -hmm. even tell other people like, Oh, he's got a, and even to him, like, Oh, you have a big imagination. You've always had a right. big imagination. So even me as the audience member, I am like, maybe this kid has had a past because we don't know. Neither does the teacher because the teacher they introduce is a substitute teacher. So she knows nothing about this kid. So I'm like, right. Is this what he is coming up with in order to cope with everything that's going on? But then at the same time, like he has, he's in that room. There's that great, that great shot of him on the bed with the flashlight on the wall. And it's like a circled light on the wall. And that's where the knocking yep. is coming from. That's where the voice comes from, right where that light is at. So again, mm -hmm. it's like, is this something he's manifesting or is this actually happening? And that for a long, well, for most of the movie, I thought he was making it up. You know, he was manifesting. I didn't think it was real. It was either him, you know, a, a psychotic breakdown or yes. it was a ghost. Like it was one of the two that I kept jumping back and forth with. And um, it lended to it because his parents, even though they were overprotective of him, they weren't very loving. I didn't feel like they were very loving right. with him. right. And and it's evident with the dinner scenes like it's just so awkward. It's really well done, though, because the, I felt cringy yes. at that dinner table with them. And and that's where I'm like, what era are we in? Because of the way they're dressed, like the way the mom is dressed is very old. Yes. Like she's wearing gown, basically. And mm -hmm. walking around with keys on her, like if she lived in some crazy mansion with 50,000 doors hidden away. And the dad just, I don't know, they seemed very disconnected. So I can see how this kid is like, 
do they love me? Because they're telling me I have an overactive imagination and stop everything. But, you know, they still want him to be okay. I don't know. And they live in this house that has not been, is wallpaper everywhere. It feels very old. The mom dresses very old, like you said. Um, They lock their doors from the inside. So even the doors to get outside, there's a key lock that only the mom and dad have a key to. So he can't get out Mm -hmm. of the house without them letting him out, right? So he's essentially locked. They've locked him in and the world out. So there's like no way to get in or out of this house without a key. Um you learn very early in the movie that they don't celebrate uh, trick-or-treat. They don't let him go trick-or-treating. Despite their house being very creepy and the perfect Halloween house, and they have a huge pumpkin garden in their backyard. Their whole backyard is a pumpkin patch. And but they don't celebrate yeah. trick or treat because I forget. Did they say how many years prior the a little girl in the neighborhood went missing on trick or treat? I, I I think they did say, but yeah, that was why because some little girl went missing on I was going to say Thanksgiving on Halloween. Yes, and that's why you know they're covering it up, saying that that's why they don't want him to go trick or treating because Bef- they don't want him to disappear. Yes, it, I think what they say is before you were born, before you were born, a little girl okay. went missing on trick or treat that the house at the end of the road, that's all boarded up that little girl uh, or down the lane or something, that little girl went missing on trick or treat. So that's why we don't allow you to do it, which, Mm -hmm. okay. Honestly, as a parent, I was like, that actually makes sense. I would, I, okay. I get it. Like that kind of makes sense. Right. And even, um, later when the teacher raises concerns with the principal, Mm-hmm. He is like, well, listen, a little girl in their neighborhood went missing. I think that you would probably be overprotective of your child, too, if something that terrible happened in your neighborhood. And the teacher was like, yeah, OK, I get it. Right. Yeah. But why couldn't they go trick or treating with him? Right. And then there's the whole thing of people putting stuff in candy. So I'm like, OK, maybe that was it. Like. I was just like, I just could not make up my mind if I thought it was the parents that were the problem or if this little kid was the problem or if it was like a third party entity that was like getting involved. (laughs) Like this movie had me being pulled a thousand different directions all the way up until the climax of the movie, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, so it's like, so he goes to school, he's getting bullied um, and then he goes home and again, he's getting no relief there. He's starting to hear this voice on the other side of the wall. Yeah. But it really happens after he's really bullied. Like they, so he paints this beautiful pumpkin and he gets smashed and these kids are basically laughing at him. And that's when he goes home and that's when the voice is like, kind of like an internal confidence. It reminds me of, you know, when somebody says something to you and in the heat of the moment, you don't know what to say or you decide, hey, yeah. I probably shouldn't say something. But you go home and you come up with all these things that, well, I should have said this or if I see that person, I'm going to do this. Like, absolutely, you have that conversation inside of your head with yourself. He's having it with that thing on this side of the wall and it's not really a conversation. It's more that little girl's voice telling him, well, you're strong. I bet you could defend yourself if you just fought back. And we yeah. see where that leads, right? It leads to him really hurting this kid, knocking him down yeah. the stairs, breaking his leg after the kid actually even comes and apologizes and brings him a new pumpkin, which I mean, that kid was still a dickhead. Don't get me wrong, but he was <laughs> still, you see like that happen. And then yeah. I'm like, maybe this kid has had some issues. Well, when that particular scene happened where 
the voices talking to him and encourage him to defend himself, that's when I thought, okay, well, maybe this is a duo ego, right? Or a duo personality thing. And like the, like you're saying, this voice is his other, like the strong version of him yes. that needs to be brought out that was brought out by being extra bullied that one day. And then that's the encouragement that he quote unquote needed to <laughs> defend this kid. That poor kid, man, that looked a little rough. That leg. Like, ooh, yeah, that was that pretty painful. This movie is very violent. More than I thought it was going to be. I would. Is this rated R? I would have to be. Uh, I have it pulled up here. I can just tell you. Yes. It should be. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it would make sense. And he also manifests. I guess he likes to draw because that's the other thing that he manifests is that he draws a picture. It felt very insidious like, which is why I thought. Maybe yes. it was maybe paranormal-ish related because he drew himself sleeping in a dark room, but it said, help me. Yes. And he drew it I th- at school. The teacher, of course, finds it. She's concerned naturally because, hey, they always say that kids will manifest things in drawings and things like that. So right. the teacher does something that it is questionable. I don't know how that would translate. Like she actually goes to the house. After the principal tells her not to, right? Because he's like, does the right. kid have any marks on his body? No. Mm-hmm. Is he falling asleep in class? No. Um, is his, uh, has his, you know, whatever changed or whatever? But she hasn't even been there that long to know, right? So he tells sure. her, look, there's nothing you can do. Let it go. Yeah, but she doesn't. She's she's persistent, actually, with this kid. I guess she, she completely connected, which is something I think he needed was somebody... She had the maternal stuff that he needed. Right. Right. Because he stayed back in class because he felt comfortable staying with the teacher versus going to recess to be recess, recess pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> to hang out with the kids because he knew he was going to get bullied. So I think he has that bonding with her versus his own mom. Yes. So he's finding that with the teacher. So I think the teacher connected as well. And I can see that. I mean, that's I think that's part of the appeal of uh, careers like that, where you connect with another, you know, you're helping a child and she goes to confront the mom to be like, hey, your kid drew this. Right. Maybe something's up. And the mom is just like, nope, give me that overall overactive imagination. Bye. Have a nice day. See ya. Well, and the other like thing creepy. with that teacher is that spider jumps up on his desk and rather than kill oh, the spider, yeah. the teacher like puts the glass over it, slides the paper yep. under and shows him like how to like put it back outside. She doesn't like kill the spider, which I think is supposed to show that she is like um, not into, but like she has sympathy for things that other people don't have sympathy for, which I think is supposed to be him. It's like that's that's what that's projecting. It's like okay, this lady is yep. going to try to protect this kid, even to her own detriment, I guess, which we we may or may not find out later. But yep. Lizzie Kaplan is so good as this mom, and yep. in this right because she takes that picture, she's like, okay, I'll uh, you know he has an overactive imagination. I'll have a talk with him. Yeah. So they do that. She does. <laughs> she talks to him, and then she walks in. She's like screaming at him, like, "Why would you write this? Why are you asking your teacher for help?" And he's like. I'm not the one asking for help in that picture, which it's really, it's the girl behind the wall that has, is asking right. for his help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but her reaction is so bad. Like, that's what I mean that there's, 
you have this overprotectiveness over your kid, but they just have nothing, no empathy for this kid. Like I would think I'm not a parent, but I would think if, if I was brought that picture, I wouldn't be like, why did you draw this? I'd be like, uh, Hey, you want to tell me what's going on kind of thing? See what's happening. Yes. But it's like from the get go. That's why I said they just seem so irritated by this kid. Which is two twofold for me. It's like, okay, so either they have something going on or this kid has had issues in the past that we are not privy to yet in this movie. Yeah. Just based on the way that she acts, right? And then she I think she locks him in his room. Um, I think so, yeah. But then like after that, again, the she he hurts the other kid at school that's been picking on him, which rightfully so in my opinion, but whatever. Yeah. Um the teacher comes back back to the house because he gets expelled which i was like I, right. I asked abby i was like would he really get expelled that quickly and she was like did you see how he broke that kid's leg yes he would probably be expelled okay i was wondering too i'm like is it a little i thought so drastic? especially since the teacher knew that he was being bullied so you would think that, that the teacher would have tried to get him to stay but i again so then i'm like okay well he got expelled for that maybe there have been past issues again that we don't know about history yeah yeah, so then the, the parents decide, hey, we're going to homeschool him, right? So the teacher shows up again, and I forget why she shows up the second time, but... Well, this time, so her agenda on this one was she was... I forgot what she was... Oh, she was bringing his last math test. That's right. Because she put her phone number on there as a way to show him, hey, I'm, if you need help, this is my phone number. Right. That was her intention. Yes. But even this was honestly ballsy of her like she already was told all right i don't need your help but now she showed up again and now the husband is also there when she shows yes because she shows up and she gives lizzie cap on the paper and the husband is there but prior to that while he is driving there that's or when she's driving there that's when the dad finds out that he got expelled Yep. And they have this big blowout. And there's certain scenes in the movie where Lizzie Kaplan looks afraid of the dad. The mom looks afraid yeah. of the dad. Because I feel like the mom is loving toward him a lot. The dad is never loving toward him. At all. And yeah. it, there's scenes where she looks afraid of, like she's afraid of the dad. So um, he's pissed off. He got expelled or whatever. So they actually take him and put him in the basement at this point. And Which is... A red flag, too, because have they done this before with him? The crazy thing is that the door was behind the refrigerator. So they have to, he pulls the refrigerator out. The mom pulls out her keys, unlocks the basement door, and they take him down. I don't, I don't think he, based on the way he acted with like what was down there, I don't think he's ever been down there. Ever been there. That's true. And then you saw like the cobwebs and I was like, okay, so is the movie, because again, at this point, you don't know why why the movie is called cobwebs, right? So cobwebs. So you're like, okay, maybe it's because he's going to be stuck in this basement the whole time. There's cobwebs down there, et cetera. Um, But they lock him down there, shut the, put the refrigerator back from it. And then the teacher shows up again for the second time. Yes. And yes, I almost felt like Lizzie Kaplan was trying to get her to leave before the dad realized she was there. Yeah, I can see. Because the minute the dad saw the teacher, he invited her in. Yes. He's like, oh, we just made coffee. You want some? Like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> if I were her, I would have been like, no, I'm good. I Here, I brought the test thing and go home because he's so weird it wasn't friendly at all it would be different obviously if the dad was like hey 
I made some coffee. You want right. to come in? But right. he made he said it very strange. And the way he just like lurked up in a way was very bizarre. And they also have the washing machine going at the same time. So it's adding this noise to cover up um, Peter, right? Peter's yes. potential noise in the basement because they took her into the kitchen, which is also ballsy because you don't know when the washing machine is going to shut off. Right. And she could potentially hear your kid. I don't know. That was a little risky. On and their he end, had the hammer. He had the hammer yes. and his arm was bleeding. And he's like, oh, I'm doing some renovations, which is hilarious because yeah. there's no renovations in this whole house. And right. she still sits down and they have like a, a yes. awkward conversation. Yeah, we're going to homeschool yeah. him, etc. And then that's when she finally like gets up to leave. Um, and Peter is like kicking the door because he hears the teacher upstairs, I believe. And he's yeah. like kicking the door. And here's a, a interesting thing to me was that was a brand new washer and dryer. So that was like, I was like, oh, hey, they are in the modern era. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was that in the teacher. She had an iPhone. I'm like, oh, OK, because even at the school, I don't know what it was about what they were wearing. It just didn't seem modern. Right. It felt like we were in a time warp. In it was there. weird. It was very weird. It was very strange. But yeah, the dad kind of follows her out with the hammer in hand. And it was a good trick because I honestly thought he was going to hit her right. with it twice. Yes. Which was when she turned around all of a sudden. And then when he appeared for her at the car. Yes. That was very, very eerie. And I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know what grounds you would do it on like i don't know if she could have reported him because that's so i don't even think she noticed a hammer oh the second when he yeah so he walks her out and i thought Mm -hmm. this is when he was going to hit her because she can't get out because the door was locked but right i think he lets her out but then she forgot her keys she had dropped her keys or left her keys inside or something and then like she sits up and he's like right there in the window very much like smile uh that's yes and yes such a let, good scene so he lets her go. So then I'm like, okay, maybe these people are just weird and there really is nothing going on. Like, or there's yeah. some, something going on. Maybe that is the kid again. So I'm like, oh my goodness. So yeah, from here, uh, he's, he knows. So Peter's in the basement. He notices there's like a cell, uh, below these bars. Like it's like a, yeah. way down in, it's like a pit or something. Um, there's some handcuffs with chains on them and I'm not sure how long is he down here? Do we know? I don't think he's there that long. I don't know if he even makes it a day. It felt like they just put him in there for a few hours, which I'm like, what, what was the point of this? Yeah. If it was only a few hours and she bakes him cupcakes and brings him cupcakes down there. Oh, those creepy Um, pumpkin cupcake face cupcakes, like some were happy and some were sad. Very strange. And when he looks down into that pit, there's a what is a stuffed animal, yes. but it looks very weird and Teddy demented. Bear. Yeah. Which is kind of foreshadowing for later. Kind of. Yes. Yes. Kind of hints at it there. But now she, that I think about it. She lets Ew. him out and he's back in his room now. And that's when the uh, I believe the voice on the other side of the wall, the little girl, is that when she tells him that she's his sister? And I believe so. That they, for some, I forget exactly why they why she tells him she's over there, but she's been there for a while. He doesn't believe her, 
And she's right. like, pull the wallpaper back and you, you'll be able to see me through a hole. But mm-hmm. you're going to be scared because I've been in here for a while. This had me like on. I was like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I know. I was like, kid, please don't do this. I screamed when you do it. I mean, all you see is her eye, which is actually brilliant. I, I liked that you didn't see anything insane. It was just yes. a, it looked like a normal eyeball. Um, just peeking through, but it was the timing of it because it's like they lingered a little bit longer than you think, or it just wasn't happening at the right time that you normally think the jump scare is going to happen. Yes, and it gave me a good, a good scare. It was like a, it wasn't like a jump scare. It was just like a, oh, like what? Uh, yeah, what is that? And he like freaks out. Um, rightfully so. <laughs> but she tells him that. Um, they didn't love her because of the way she was born. And mm-hmm. that that's when she tells him to go look in the backyard that the parents had killed the little girl that went missing and buried her in the backyard because she had seen her. Um, she had seen the little girl at the house. So they decided to get rid of the, the body or some, something to that effect. And he actually does go down and. Yep. This was one of two or three things I had an issue with with this movie, which I had very little wrong with this movie, in my opinion. Um, He goes out like digs with his hands in the exact spot in this entire pumpkin patch and finds a skull four inches under the dirt. Yeah, because that would be really in there. Like he would need a shovel to get in there. Yeah. 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 Because... And that's what made me think this thing is a supernatural because how would you, if you want to excuse where exactly it was pinpointed the body, okay, you're a supernatural being. So, you know, you have that ability to know exactly where this body is. But as we find out, that's not the case later, but how did you know that it was there? And I agree, like just finding it so easily and just like brushing it off, like, oh, there it is. Yeah. I found it like really they fast. went through this entire process of killing this person, supposedly right. Burying it in the backyard, supposedly putting, right. I'm assuming they did the pumpkin patch on top of it so that it would mask it, cover it up. Yeah. But it, there, it is a good scene because he's doing that. And then you see Lizzie Kaplan up in the window behind him, watching him. And I think she yells yep. at him. She comes downstairs, and when she gets outside, he's covered it back up, and he's a pumpkin. He said, I thought we could carve pumpkins. That's a good recovery. I got to give him It is. Credit. And it leads into a brilliant scene, because she locks him back in his room, and then she's cutting that pumpkin up like a yeah. maniac. She is. That whole scene was like, are you all right over there? Like, that's a lot of pumpkins. That's a big mess. You're really getting aggressive here, which... It adds to, okay, you killed this kid, supposedly, because mm-hmm. we still don't know. It could have been the kid. Allegedly. killed the kid. Yes. Who knows? Who knows? And you can, with that aggression, you can really see her or and the dad seeing his aggression with the hammer killing this kid. Yes. So now you're, at least at this point, I'm thinking, okay, it's the parents. The parents are screwed up in this movie. At this point is how I feel. Like, I don't that- think it's the kid. Yeah, it's definitely the parents that well, the minute they put the kid in the basement, I'm like, uh oh, something's really off here that you have this set up. So you were all in on the parents at this point. You were all in on the parents. 
I was on onto the parents at this point. I wasn't blaming the kid at all See, anymore or thinking that it was a psychosis thing or yeah. that he was crazy or that he had done anything. I was then I had switched to, OK, it is the parents that are hiding something. Yeah. They killed this kid. Yet you're sad about it right in front of your own kid. And that's why you won't go trick or treating like that's weird. Red flag. See, I, at this point in the movie, had a completely different theory of what was going on. And I even bounced Ooh. off Abby and she didn't believe, she was, was not of the mindset I was. But so the little boy mm -hmm. is hearing this girl on the other side of the wall. Yeah. Okay. Supposedly we saw this eyeball. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. He's the only one that saw it, told him yeah. exactly where to go out and dig up this body, which it was very lightly buried in the pumpkin patch in right. the correct spot. The mom's upset, but he's still hearing this girl's voice. I'm like, I asked, I was like, Abby, hear me out. We paused it because I was bounced this off. I'm like, hear me out. Yeah. Maybe the parents stole the little girl. Okay. The the one in the wall or stole the girl, missing girl that went okay. missing on Halloween. Could the little boy be the little girl and they turned him into a boy like made him hey you're a boy because do you remember uh how the house at the end of the street the last house at the end of the street or something it had jennifer lawrence in it i haven't watched that one okay well i may or may not just spoil it for you but um it's okay <laughs> i'm like it's okay what if that is the little girl they're making him or um mm. what's the movie uh the camp sleepaway camp sleepaway camp yep okay yep <laughs> I definitely that ruined that other movie for you, but, um, that's okay. What I'll if, forget soon. Okay. <laughs> it is a good movie. I do suggest watching it. What if they stole the little girl, they are making this hmm. girl pretend to be a boy, hmm. but psychologically he's so damaged that he doesn't understand it. And this happened around Halloween. So this Halloween is triggering him or her yeah. into, having their actual identity come out. So now they have like a split personality because they have been making this boy pretend, pretend to be, or this girl pretend to be a boy. That's a lot more than I ever thought of. Well, and she's yeah. like, okay, Josh, they didn't move towns. Everybody would realize that it's like, okay, this kid, you never oh, had a kid. Girl. This little girl went missing. All of a sudden you have a little boy, the same age as, the so, little, the missing, she was like, the if, potential missing girl. Yeah. She's like, if that is where the this street. movie goes. Yeah, exactly. She's like, if that is where this movie goes, this is plot whole city. I was like, <laughs> okay. At least she entertained you for a second. She let me, so that's what she says. She's really good at letting me talk myself into a corner. <laughs> and then so, she just like reels you back in. Yes. So I was like, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay. But I thought, I was like, dude, this, that is like a, a pretty good. That I, is a pretty good story, though. I, I like so. it. Somebody else should do it. Well, it's kind of been done, but I'll do it again. I tried. So. so you were all in, but that scene with Lizzie Cow, where she is cutting that pumpkin is so good, dude. Yeah, she is. She's good at playing these uh, manic roles. Yes. <laughs> Let's just say. Yes. She it's owns it. Like, she's very convincing and creepy doing this well and he um well actually maybe sh that didn't happen yet i think i skipped the part because i think in there he sees his test on the fridge and that's when he takes it and that's when he has his teacher's number because mm -hmm. i think he goes upstairs and calls the teacher correct he does and that scene is so good 
the yes. him calling and he's looking, you know, <laughs> he's keeping an eye on the bedroom door to see if the mom is going to show up or, or hear him or come up. And I kept thinking, oh, my God, he's going to see her. The minute yeah. he turns back, he's going to see her. It's filmed really well. Yes. He hangs up. Right. No, he doesn't. I don't think he gets to hang up, but he turns around and she's just standing there. But I don't know if it was intentional, but it almost looked like she was floating. It did look like she was floating. I don't know what it was. It was so weird. And her demeanor, like the way she was standing, I was like, uh, ew, that is so weird and creepy. Like, how did she get in there? I don't. It was without fast. this kid noticing. Well, he was. He the teacher did answer, so he was talking to her for a very yeah. split second, and, and he turns around, when... and the mom is there, and it was like, wow. Yes, that that in the this bedroom scene is just those were the two creepiest for me because of just the speed of it, like, and the silence of it. Right, that would that house is all yes. wood. Yes. So in theory, you should be able to hear everything. Agreed. Every creak. And this kid, I mean, granted, he is focused on trying to make this phone call. And I think when you're in that adrenaline rush, you only focus on what right. you need. Right. So you're, even though your senses are heightened, he may not. He's scared. But to see this woman just standing there, and it's, again, like I said, it looks like she's floating. Yeah. And the way she's just standing there, it almost looked like a witch, but not really. I don't know. It was just really strange. She looked and possessed. Like it, she was like, yes. like something had taken over her body. Yeah, that's a better explanation. <laughs> but it was so well done, dude. It was so well done. They got me on that one. I agree that. So you got the bedroom scene with the wall that and then so that's when she locks him back in his room. because She's pissed. That's when she's cutting the pumpkin uh, aggressively. Yeah. So I'm like, Aggressive. oh my gosh. And I can't remember when this scene takes place, um, but there's a scene where Peter, I don't know why I want to call him Josh, probably because of Insidious, and it's a great name, but um, <laughs> Peter is, you don't know if he's dreaming or not. And what happens is, is he hears the voice, but thinks somebody's knocking on his door. So this might've been right when this happens. I'm not sure, but he opens the yeah. door and you see somebody walk by the door. But oh my God. But you yes. don't see who it is. It's clearly the mom, in my opinion. But then I yeah. think you see the dad, and then you hear the mom running, and like she like runs into like a shadow area, and then she's gone. Yeah. And then she like appears out of nowhere, but she again looks possessed and is like screaming, and she jumps on top of him, and the whole screen flips. Yeah. And it's him back in bed, but he's like asleep in his daytime. Yeah. I'm like. The person in the wall is this kid. Like I was convinced right then. I was like, that is the scene that convinced me that like the person in the wall is this kid. It's all mm. like inside of his head. That scene was so good, dude. I li that I literally screamed out loud with the mom <laughs> running, like disappearing and running yes. because th this is, it's nothing new. We've seen this in other countless horror movies, but now it's become about timing. When you think it's going to pop out at you, yes. it's not. It's a few seconds delayed or a few seconds faster. Yes. And that's what made the scene work and where I wish I would have watched it in the theater. And the dad standing in the corner, that's just right. staring back. Yes. Was so eerie. And those are things that get me. Like when you were describing the scene, it gave me like chills just thinking about how scared I was in watching that scene. Yeah. And that may be one of my favorite scenes of the year where the year has not ended yet, but 
the, you know, I think that's one of the categories, isn't it? In Stabby's is like one of your favorite well, scenes. If I it isn't, it is now. It is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because I remember nominating the the wine scene in Barbarian. So yes, I think right. so. You're right. You are. Because, As usual, you are correct. Thank you. Thank you. But um, it, it was brilliant because it involved a very good jump scare, which I'm all for that. When I can get a good jump scare and scream like I did, that is just like so much more enjoyable for me because it's harder now. It's hard to get there in how many horror movies we've all watched. But even in the eeriness, the mom looks scary as hell, okay? Yes. Her eyes were glowing and her her hands were like fanned out. Yes. They reminded me of like Babadook, kind of. Dude, it was I don't weird. Know. It was really weird. Super weird. The dad freaked me out because and it wasn't anything special. It was just the it was him body language and the way he looked at the camera. It was fantastic. I was dying to talk about this. I put it out there. I loved that scene. Yeah. Loved it. (laughs) It was so good. It's so um, creepy. It is. And that's the still I had seen was of the mom in the doorway just staring at him with the glowing eyes. I'm like, oh. This is why I won't watch the trailer because I had a feeling that was probably in it. Was it? Was um, that scene in the trailer? I want to say it, if it wasn't, then it just had because that what I honestly I'd forgotten and what reminded me to bring it up again was you talking about the wood floors and when she's yeah. running, you can hear her, but she disappears, but you can still hear her feet. I know. So that's why you're that's like, so when is she get like the. The amount of yeah. steps she's taken based on her feet hitting the floor, she should have already been in the room with him, but she's like disappeared. I know. So you have no That's idea when great. she's going to jump out, right? So it's like, again, we've watched so many of these and we're so used to, okay, there's like a, like a timing to it, right? Like, okay, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. boom, jump scare. They're now playing with that timing and they're doing things off time, which are scary because again, they kind of have to, but at the same time, like it's brilliantly done. So good. It's so good. Like I, I am so happy I got to experience something like that because it's been a long time where Insidious had some good jump scares, but th- this is what I like. This is what I mean when I'm going to a horror movie to hopefully get a good jump scare. This is what I look for. Something even if it's not fresh, they're still refreshing it by timing or lighting or right. how it looks, whatever. And I thought this was abs- honestly, this is what made the movie for me. This one because it added everything I like in horror in one scene. It was great. It was perfectly shot. Probably I don't know if it's my favorite. I think my favorite scene is is coming. Um, but at this point or or some it may have happened earlier in the movie. The little girl on the other side of the wall tells him that they locked her in there when he was born. When he was born, they didn't want anything to do with her, and uh, because he was perfect or whatever, and that. They should, their parents are crazy. They're going to do the same thing to him. She convinces him that they are going to do the same thing to him and put him in the walls and, you know, have nothing to do with him, especially now that he knows about their secret about the little girl. So she says there's a clock in their bedroom that's too heavy. I can't move it, but you're big and strong. You can move it and get the keys and let me out. Um, They basically, she basically convinces this kid that his, their parents are terrible people and that they're going to kill him. Yeah. Which leads to this insane dinner scene. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't see this coming at all. Completely shocking. They're, yeah. they're eating dinner. And they were sitting there, though. I'm going to be honest. They were sitting there eating that soup. And it looked weird. 
And it I was like, disgusting. I was like, yeah. are they eating like people? Are they eating like Abby was like, I don't know. Maybe it's like rotted pumpkin or something. She's like, maybe Ooh. these aren't really people. Maybe they're like aliens or something. And they're eating those. <laughs> pumpkin. They're eating those pumpkins. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking stupider. I said stupider <laughs> than my idea that this little boy is a little girl. They kidnapped from two houses down. Yeah. And nobody figured it out. Right. So anyway, they're eating. The, Lizzie Kaplan doesn't eat her soup yet. And the boy's not eating his. The dad is eating. He's like, did you do something different with the soup? It tastes different. And I'm like, Ugh. the mom's going to kill the dad. The dad's the bad guy, right? The, the, the mom's going to save the little boy. And yeah. she's like, I don't know. So she starts eating it. And he's like, it smells like, like cinnamon. And if you remember, which I didn't talk about this yet, but earlier in the movie, the dad tried to convince the little boy that there were rats in the wall because of yes. the field. So they put down uh, rat poisoning in the hallway, and it, lo and behold, smell. He sm Peter smells it. He's like, oh, it smells like cinnamon. So mm -hmm. the, the dad eats it. He's like, I don't know. It smells like cinnamon. So then the mom starts eating it, and they. Yeah. The dad looks over at Peter and immediately knows he put rat poisoning in their soup. Yeah, and just like projectile vomits. Oh my god! Like black. Ink? Were I you mean, expecting like. that? No. Me I was like, neither. whoa. Whoa. Like the little boy's leg breaking was pretty violent. I'm like, okay. But I, I thought yeah. like, okay, they're going to have to rush to the hospital. Or like, I didn't think that was what, like, did he just spews his guts out all over this table and is dead? And ke keels over. He's like, call 911. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Don't even bother, man. <laughs> it's over. It was crazy. So then... The mom, Lizzie Kaplan, she's like, she, I think she starts to vomit a little bit, but she like yells at Peter, grabs a knife and yep. runs after him up the steps. Yep. And, but doesn't stab him, right? Like she could stab him, but she doesn't. And she's like yeah. trying to tell him something. And then he kicks her down the steps. She falls down the steps and stabs herself with the knife. Yep. And he walks mm -hmm. down there to his dead mom that he's very angry with or whatever. And yeah. The only thing she says is do not let her out. I think that's what do, don't let her out or do not let her out or she's not what you right. think she is or something. Something along those lines, basically warning to not mess with this thing in the wall. Yes. Is basically what she said and the, in other words. And the first thing the little shit does is takes the keys off his mom, walks up there, moves the um clock Yep. And the door, and the first, the, like the big thing, you're, I was expecting like a big door because the clock is Me so too. big. And he moves the clock and it's like this little cubby door. And I'm like, yeah. Oh no, dude. Like, what is in this wall? Yeah. Yeah. That was very shocking. So he, <laughs> and they uh, really like hiding doors behind shit. In they, this do. House. they do. They <laughs> do. Yeah. So he unlocks the door and opens it. And this, I think this may have been if not my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes, because the tension in this scene is so good because yeah. I'm like, I just want to know what it is. Like, is it a big ass? That's why I was like, do you think it's a big spider? Like, what do you think it is? is it like Pennywise back there? Like what is going right, on? Right. So <laughs> you wait and you wait yeah. and yeah. the music continues to build up and you wait and it never shows you like the kid runs away and you don't see what's in there. And I'm like, kind of mad but at the same time not mad because it breaks away and you see the kid that he broke that kid's leg earlier in the movie 
now him and his friends and cousins or brothers or something, they're there. They think there's three or four of them in a van and they yeah. pull up and they're going to teach Peter a lesson for breaking this bully's leg, which he had it all coming. Don't get me wrong. He but did. I was like, oh, this movie is about to take a drastically different turn from what we had just watched. Like it was there was like a lot of slow burn build up. There was a lot of yeah. dialogue, a lot of character development. I was like, this movie is about to turn into a bloodbath. Uh, we're not wrong. We're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with the door scene. Uh, and again, it's the timing. The only hint that they give you is that the eyes glow. Oh, before did they it breaks see? away. Okay, gotcha. You do see two eyes, and there's it. It got to me. I'm like, oh my god, what? What is it? Because if it's glowing, like, is it an animal? What could it be? Like, is this real? Like, because I still, even though I was blaming the parents already, I still had this whole thing of maybe this thing is not real. This thing in the wall, like, it's not a real physical yes thing. So when you see the two eyes glow, it's like, oh, shit, what what is that? Why is it? Because to me, glowing eyes is usually uh, an animal. Right. Or if you, you know, take a picture with flash, like our eyes don't glow yes. normally. Correct. So I loved it. Little detail that you still don't know what's going on. And you're waiting for something to literally pop out of the door. And it doesn't. And I'm OK with that because now we get little hints of this thing yes and a bloodbath well and a bloodbath yes but it was i agree that scene is shot so well and it's just insane to me that it's built it builds up so much tension right there and then when it he runs away screaming i you got the eyes glowing but it cuts and it's again not on the same level as not in my opinion as much of a drastic turn but it's very much like barbarian where you see the big person in the basement and you actually see that person though. Right. And then it cuts to like a completely different movie. It's like Justin Long singing, driving down the interstate. Right. Whereas this cuts to these kids and I got excited because I was like, I haven't seen this thing yet. I don't know what it can do, but I know it's going to kill all those kids. (laughs) Oh, and it, I mean the first kid it kills what is it? It drags it under a piano and all you see is like this blood just like pool out. Yes. Like you see this, like, and it looks like a spider. Like you see this thing yeah. very quickly scurrying wood floors were a great, uh, great additive Choice. to it. Cause you hear the, the pop, 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 pop all the way. Yep. And, yep. but the hair, it's this long hair. That's this like, it reminded me so much of Samara from uh, The Ring, right? It's what it 100%. really reminded me of. And I wish they would have done something later that The Ring does very well. And I think it would have made this movie even better, maybe even a five for me. Um, but we'll get to that. You just see the hair drag. Everywhere this thing goes, you just see like the hair dragging everywhere because it's so long. And then you see like the little yeah. spiders in it. Yeah. And which- now we start learning the cobweb. Yes, exactly. But yes, this thing pulls that kid under the piano and you just see blood shoot out everywhere. I was not expecting that. Me either. I'm like, whoa, (laughs) like if that's the first kill, what else is going to happen? And that thing moving around, it reminds me of Tony Collette in Hereditary. Right? (laughs) Yes. In the background. Yes. Okay, great. No, so we agree then, right? Like I yes. thought, pe- I just assume people are like, "Oh, this has this is not anywhere near that." Totally, two totally different movies. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, 
the way they use that thing in the background and they have it moving around so quickly and a lot of what they did to build that tension was with the sound effects absolutely which is classic right like those are classic horror movie uh tricks and that could age the movie well because it is a lot of background noise the and i agree this is where the wood floor is great because this thing walks like a spider yes right yes so you hear it walk like the footsteps are what you envision a large spider would sound like yes so it's very creepy and i even before you because I had texted you a little bit during the scene too, and you mentioned Samara, and I'm like, I completely agree. And when I saw that thing in the background, I immediately thought of Hereditary because that scene is brilliant in Hereditary because that made me jump. Yes. And it's still great in this one. It's just used differently. Yes, they are completely different movies, but it worked. It was great. I'm glad you saw it too. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh my gosh. And then so she kills that kid. Yeah. Um, and the whole, this whole scene moves so fast. It's, it's probably what the last 10 or 15 minutes of the movie. Cause it's not long Super. and it's, at all. It's basically all these kids, Peter included running from this thing. So she kills a few, I've she like decapitates one of them. Um, does she pull yep. one of the kids legs off? I, th- I know one of them's in half Yes, as well. The decapitation was insane because it. She literally just did it in one sweep. Yes, <laughs> it seemed like like whoa, and it was in the hallway or something like upstairs, and it just it was so all of a sudden the kid's there, and then all of a sudden his head's gone. Yes, kind of thing. Brilliant. Um, and then I don't know how we end up with Peter. I forgot like how well the whole time and i guess miss divine is here yes so she the well the teacher shows i forgot to say this the reason he freaks out is because her voice changes right when he opens that door and he you we can't see her i'm assuming he can but we can't her voice changes from that little girl to like an old it almost sounds like a witch yes like an old yes. witch and she yeah. like is laughing and you know she's evil at that point right but yeah then i couldn't tell because like you have that scene with peter where he sees those kids are there but he goes and mm-hmm. hides under his bed while she's downstairs killing two of the kids and then the kids up in his room so he's hiding not only from that entity but he's also hiding from these bullies that are there to beat him up right so you have that scene with yep. the bully where he's jumping down but that is the bully ends up leaving and the thing kills that kid. And that's when he walks back and he's decapitated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the thing runs in and is after him, but I could, so he's running from this spider thing this spider girl. And (laughs) at the same time, these bullies are trying to get him. So I'm like, okay, clearly this thing is evil, but like, is it protecting him from these things? Like, is that why she's killing all of them first? Or like, what exactly is, her goal motive yeah right yeah precisely like, right. what what is her motive like is she trying to kill peter is she trying to help peter by killing these other people like what i right. i did still i still did not know but i was enjoying everything she was doing <laughs> for real yeah <laughs> we don't know because yeah she went from having this like innocent little girl voice to exactly what you said you know what it almost reminds me of and i did read this um somewhere about cobweb that it's almost like a Hansel and Gretel, right? Mm. Where she's tempting the child, yes. right? With quote unquote candy. In this case, it's 
you know, just the little girl voice that I'm the sister, whatever. And now the big reveal is that it's not that she's a witch in this case, but that she's this evil sister, forgotten sister. And now she wants to kill everything. And we don't know if she wants to kill him initially. Right. True. And you still, I mean, really, you don't tell, in my opinion, the end. Um, but yeah. you're right. Miss uh, Divine, the teacher, she comes back again because Peter had called her. So she came. Right. And, all, and all this happens in a very short time frame. Um, mm-hmm. So she shows up at the house. She walks in. And prior to that, though, the one little boy with the broken leg, he trips and falls. And that door slides open and Lizzie Kaplan's body is in there, like just folded oh, up yeah. in that cubby. Ugh. Oh, yeah, so be. good. So creepy. Uh, it was good. Then the yeah. spider eats, you know, eats him. And him. then Miss Divine shows up. And it, again, it's another mad dash. They're running because this thing is so fast. And this house is like ungodly big. It's like uncharacteristically big. Like If you look at this house from the outside, it doesn't look like it'd be that big. At all. But it's like a maze in there almost. Like doors, more doors. And they end up. In the well, Peter ends up in that pit. Well, right? not yet because he okay. is running from the spider and he goes into the cubby. So he's in the wall. And oh, right, the teacher, right. Miss Divine, ends up in his room and she uses something to break the wall down so to get him out while the right. spider is trying to get him. And they run out downstairs they get to outside she gets the door open because of course they need the freaking keys so they got to go back and get the thing and they go outside she runs out and turns around and the there's a hand holding peter by the hair holding him up in the air where the spider got him right and she is the one that the spider takes him back downstairs so he ends up in that pit down there um in the basement and that's yeah. when you get like this, I don't know, not even very long scene of dialogue between her and the boy, Peter. And she tells him what actually happened is that she was born deformed and the parents were embarrassed of her. The little yeah. girl that went missing came there to trick or treat and saw her. her. So the parents killed the little girl, buried her in the backyard and hid their daughter in this pit, which is there's no way they built this pit by hand. I'm sorry, but yeah, in the basement with the bars and they just decided to keep her down there. Um, which I think they had had her down there and she got out and that's when the girl saw her and that's when mm-hmm. they decided they, so they had, were keeping her in this pit. She got out on Halloween of all days, which would have been the easiest Naturally. day to have lied and said it was a costume. Right. But anyway, so true true long story short the parents were embarrassed over because she was born to form they stick her in this pit in the basement she gets out on halloween neighbor kid sees her the parents are embarrassed kill the neighbor could bear her in the backyard do the pumpkin patch on top of it hide that little girl on the wall um after they find out that they're pregnant with peter and here we are so are so they're they hide her but they're still taking care of her well it, there was a couple times when lizzie kaplan would go in that room with the keys right. and you saw her move the clock so i'm assuming that's when she was feeding it i guess right that's what i'm saying because the thing the sister hints that oh i've had to learn how to fend for myself in here yeah and like basically <laughs> i'm not gonna say live off the land but live <laughs> off the the walls. Right. So that made me think they're not taking care of her, but I remember seeing Lizzie Kaplan's character in there 
And when you put the two and two together, you're like, oh, she was probably feeding it or checking up on her. That's what I'm thinking is that she was feeding yeah. it maybe. Um, it's just weird. It's like, a weird. It, and another thing is like it, we see it break through a wall later. So why couldn't it have broken out whenever it wanted to? So maybe I guess. Right. But uh, so there's a couple plot yeah. holes in there. I get it. But so Peter's locked in that cell down there. Um, I think that the spider girl, I don't even know if it has a name, opens the either. door to go get because Miss Divine comes back to try to help Peter. And that's yeah. when there's uh, oh, her name's Sarah, apparently. Ah, there you Sarah. go. Her name is Sarah. So Sarah, the spider, yeah, yeah. Sarah, spider, Sarah. Climbs out to kill Miss Divine, and then somehow Miss Divine and Peter, Peter, I think, uh, crawls up her hair to get out of the yes. pit, and yeah. that's when he pushes her back, and they end up locking her in the cell by herself. And yeah. I, I really like the way this movie ends because it kind of leaves it open ended because Sarah the spider is stuck yeah. in that cell again still, and they're going to leave. And she tells him that he's basically never going to be safe, that every night when he sleeps, he's going to have to wonder if she's going to be out there and after him. Um, even yeah. though I, I don't know why they, A, if you call the cops and they find that thing, they're probably, you know, going to put it away Better, somewhere or. Right. Put it away. What do you uh, do with that? Right. I would probably, like, you know, why wouldn't they have maybe just went and got some gas and lit it on fire, like some Halloween ends type or some Halloween kills type stuff. But um, yeah, agree. <laughs> yeah, but I like the because you don't really know. Do they kill it? Do they not kill it? Like it just shows right. Peter what's going through Peter's mind when she's saying all this stuff that hey, you're never going to be able to sleep again. I'm going to haunt you forever. And then you see him in his brain because I think it does like quick cuts of him like trying to sleep and not being able to and having nightmares for the yep. rest of his life because of her. And then it ends. So you don't know. Do they kill it? Do they not kill it? Do they? What do they do? Does he turn on Miss Divine? Maybe he feeds Miss Divine to it and they run away together and they're happy spider brother and sister. I don't know. But um, the biggest issue I have with this movie was in the basement scene when they finally show its face. And its yeah. face looks so terrible. It does. It It could have been better. Cause I see, cause it looked like it had a big jaw, right? Like a big smile, teethy, yes, kind of thing. I watched this one review about the movie, and somebody described. Do you remember? I forgot what year this was happening. It was an internet. Yes, I know exactly thing. what you're talking about. The Momo thing. Yes, that's exactly what it looked like, but worse. But worse, right? And uh, we talked about it briefly too. I, it would have been better if we wouldn't have seen anything. Just keep the hair yes. or just, you know, maybe lit eyes and not show so much because it made it a little bit cartoony looking, I yes. guess. Yes, 100 It took, I, in my opinion, it took yeah. everything away from it. That one scene where you see its full face, like, yeah. why not do what the ring did and have the hair? If you're not going to do an actual person, why at that point, why not use an actual person like, to do practical effects with a with a personally make it look like our girl or just have the hair come down with the one eye that we already saw exactly like it it did kill it because it looks so creepy to begin with because you can just the hair was creepy enough the movement of the body the intention of what this thing was yes and just leaving it to the imagination that she was deformed i didn't need to see it this is one of those less is more um so I agree. And it, and then the CGI of it was not good because 
you could have just done makeup. You could, I a hundred percent. Like you, they yeah. didn't show that thing in its in, entirety. They show you more in that last voyage of the Dementor, Demeter, yeah. whatever. They show you more of Dracula in that trailer than you see of this thing in this movie. A hundred percent. But it's enough to be like, I didn't need that. Like the hair was enough. Like the hair and the movements yeah. was enough. And for a lot of the time, whenever it's actually moving, you don't see its arms and legs anyway because the hair is right. covering it. Like why in that scene did they have to show you? The, it's like its hair was back yeah. in a ponytail in that scene. It's like it was right. all like bad. It's like what are you guys doing here? Like why did you do that? Yeah, like all of a sudden it's not in front of her face anymore. Is she just convenient? Oh, I have a comb now. Let me just you know. Yes, put I mean, it up why? and we didn't need this at all. It like, yeah, it killed I me. I was like, just have the hair down, one eye coming through, or have it be or like just the hair. Yes, like we. Yeah. Oh man, it bumps me out so bad. Like what a. It was it, and that's where horror movies tend. To, that's where I can ruin a situation it's like they have to make a choice do we show it do we not do we please the people that want to see something what can we how can we be innovative but that's all i thought of was that momo thing just toothier to- <laughs> toothier momo yeah no that's toothier. i 100% agree with you i think that yeah they shit the bed on that end like that yeah that one 20 probably not even 20 seconds of the movie destroyed that creature for me because it's like oh man it was so good up until that and even the fact that the thing walks like a spider and it's supposed to be a a girl i don't know how old the girl's supposed to be probably 20 maybe or maybe not even that old 15 16 but it's like i can i can overlook that that's a little weird then and how fast it moved probably not really gonna be moved but i can overlook and that. how did it walk on the wall and the ceiling right because it was a spider right. and the spiders taught it. it was raised by spiders i don't know but right I so like, i mean no because mrs divine saw or miss divine saw it because i was gonna argue is she even real at the end mm. but i think miss divine did end up seeing it too yeah i so think it is real i think it's real i just yeah i wonder I just wonder why they went to see. I think, you know, there's movies that do that, and I'm sure they regret it later. They go the CGI route, because I don't know if it's easier or you can do it in post-production. You don't have to shoot as long. But maybe. More expensive, like, I would think. But I, so it's, it's what we've seen, but well, maybe not that, because it was so badly done, but it was like, man, like just have it be practical effects, have a person do it, or or just don't show it. Yeah, exactly. It's either of those. Why go the CGI route? Why go the goofy looking route? Like, I think they tried so hard to make it creepy that it ended up doing the opposite. But I agree. The But I do like the ending as well. The whole idea of him being haunted by this and not knowing. Yes. Is very scary. Although I agree, like, I mean fast forward maybe an hour into what the ending is i i would assume they would have called the police and they are going to have to do something with this and then my other question is my big question it's cruel but it is what it is if they killed that trick or treater right mm-hmm. the parents for seeing their daughter yes why didn't you just kill the daughter to begin with like if if this bothered you so much why would you not just get rid of her then, I guess? But you kill an, 
a a kid an yeah. innocent kid for seeing her for something you're ashamed of so why don't you just get rid of what you're ashamed of you already killed somebody you may as well just kill her i think you don't like her this is just my opinion i think mm. that was a lie i think that mm. she killed the little girl and they covered ah. it up i think she okay. likely was jealous the sarah thing okay she was jealous of the little girl looking normal yes or she got to go trick-or-treating whatever for whatever i think she killed the little girl and then the got parents it. stuck her in there and they covered it up ah and okay. that's why i don't think the parents ah. actually killed the little girl i think the parents have been covering up for her because of what she did and i also wonder if that's why they're so hard on peter is because they don't want him to make a mistake that they're gonna have to cover up for later Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay. See, so, I'm glad I asked because so, I'm like, why not just get rid of her then? See, so I don't think the parents actually killed anybody. I think that they, okay. granted, they're an accessory to murder, right? Because they helped her. They, yeah, they did. buried this, right? But yeah. no, I think that the daughter, the spider girl, whatever, she killed the little girl that went missing. The parents covered it up, put her in the backyard. Got and, it. They, and that's why she was able to pinpoint where the body was. Yes, I'm assuming. You got it. Okay. That's just that's my opinion. No, no, no. That that actually makes the most sense because that was like a poll for me. Like, this made no sense killing some random girl, trick or treat, but that does make sense. It's jealousy because she is jealous. Right. Sarah, the spider girl, is just spider girl. She's definitely she jealous. jealous. And the dad, I forgot this. The dad says to Peter, he was like, well, you did something. So whatever happens now is on you. Like, you don't know what she's capable of or something. Yeah. So that's yeah, why I was like, ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That, that makes it more satisfying, actually, knowing that they covered it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that, I, I don't think I missed anything. I probably did miss something. There'll be people that'll let me know everything that I missed. I'm sure of it. Um, ah, so this this it. is interesting. So if, if you'll uh, entertain me here for a second. So IMDb gave it a 5.9 out of 10 or 59% on 6,100 reviews. Not great. That's a lot of reviews. It's okay. a lot of reviews. Not great. Not yeah. terrible for a horror movie, though, honestly. Um, right. Rotten Tomatoes, 63% from the That's critics. Good. Not not bad at all for a horror movie. 5.9 out of 10, which is 59%, so right on par with IMDb. The audience, yeah. though, 73% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 3.7 yeah. out of 5. What is that in terms of percentages? Let's see how I good. I think it's in... In the upper 60s or in the 70s? 74%. So it's spot on with what the uh, yeah. what their stupid rating system is. But so, I mean, <laughs> it's getting good. It's getting good reviews, good traction here. Um, yeah. So we hop on uh, Letterboxd and it's got a 2.9. Not great. Ooh, yeah, that is, that's a change. Mark from Elm Street. He's an idiot. He gave it a three. Terrible. Um, I'm just kidding, Mark. Calm down, buddy. But so, I mean, it's not getting ter with, with the exception of Mark. It's not getting terrible reviews. I mean, well, technically he, a three, I think is a 60. It is. So technically it is. it's still oh, good. Well, he doesn't know. Leave. Stop it. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Mark, <laughs> calm down. You got great in the news music. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know, dude. So I did you rate this by chance? I don't see your letterbox score on here. Maybe you didn't. I haven't rated it yet because I wanted to uh, think about it more. I don't do ratings until I think about movies Ooh. a little bit longer. Okay. And I knew we were going to talk about it, and I wanted to see your insight on it, which clearly I got a huge one now. So it makes it, you know, easier to have a score. So would you like my score? First, I want you to go to Letterboxd, okay? Okay. And go to Cobweb. Hold on. Holding. One moment, please. And while you do that, I'll just give you my score. It's already on Letterboxd. So I really enjoy this movie. I think this is going to be a Halloween staple for me. I think they really screwed up by not promoting this more, by not having this come out of Halloween. But now that I sit here and think about it, like I don't remember Trick or Treat coming out in theaters. I don't remember watching Trick or Treat in theaters. And Trick or Treat is a huge movie. You go to the um, uh, Spirit Halloween. They have Sam stuff everywhere. Trick or Treat is very... It's a cult classic now, and it flew under the radar. Maybe that's what they're yeah. trying to do with this. I don't know. But this movie is a, a Halloween-time movie. It's it's a lot of fun. I actually, I gave it a 4.5. I think it's a damn near perfect movie. If they hadn't shit the bed so hard... With that CGI Creature at the very design. end, I think I would have probably yeah. had it a little higher. Um, yeah, but I gave it a four point five. Are you on uh, Letterboxd? I am. Okay. I'm on Cobweb. Yes, perfect. So, uh, click on the picture, the movie picture right there that says with the girl and the boy in the bed. Click on it. Yeah, click on it so it's big so you can see it. Okay. The movie I'm, pi- I'm there. poster. That is what this thing should have looked like at the end of the movie. I agree. Like. Why why mess with it? It looks great like that. Man, that's really so does. disappointing. Because look, the fingernails, everything makes... Like, why not? Yeah. Leave it alone. <sighs> it's so disappointing, dude. It I is. might have given this movie a higher score if that, if that was what we saw down in that basement. Yeah. All right. Well, I've, I've said my piece. Sorry. Anyway, what do you... What, what is your... I'm, I'm sitting here on pins and needles. You can refresh your letterbox. Oh, I can refresh it, she says here. Cobweb, <laughs> bam. I mean, it should pop up in theory, right? Oh, it did I pop guess. up. Ooh, I'll, I'm not going to steal your thunder, though. I gave it a four out of five. Beautiful. Which I think is what? An 80, I think. It's a, it's a perfectly I 80. I yeah, you, I just double it and I cheat, so it's 80. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good trick. Good to know. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Okay, we just told everyone, but that works. Edit it out. <laughs> Edit it out. <laughs> uh, Don't teach them. Dude, an 80, yeah. the four is good. It's very good. I, I really, this gave me the scares that I've been looking for in a horror movie. I'm glad I watched it now. So now I can get into the spooky spirit for all these movies that are coming out. Let's yes. see what happens. Um, I'm definitely nominating that scene for best scene for now, as of now, I don't think anything's going to beat it because of how much I enjoyed it and it made me feel. Um, I will say, I don't, I think I mentioned it to you. My movie was really dark at the end. Yes, it was. Okay. It was like, is it my TV or is the no, movie this it dark? was really dark. We watched it with the lights off. So um, we, it was late. Okay. We watched it with the lights off. I had the sound bar on. So like it, it, it even intensified those running yeah. scenes that it was i tried to get it as close to a theater experience as i could get same i same. feel like 
if this had been in theaters, even if I had gotten to see this in theaters, maybe that CGI wouldn't have looked so bad because I know when you're streaming something, it does mess with the pixels because our TVs are not able to refresh when streaming as mm. fast as um, it needs to be for like a movie theater. So like, I wonder if I get this on Blu-ray or 4K, if that ending scene will Changes. look as bad. Yes, because I know with Game of Thrones, people were complaining about a lot of the darker... Uh, scenes mm, specifically right. the CGI in those scenes, and they were saying that it wasn't. It was this, because we stream everything now. That if you were yeah. to watch it on the DVD or the Blu-ray, or even if you were to watch it on cable, like when it aired on HBO, it would be different. It's be this the way in which our TVs refresh when it comes to streaming that it makes it look not as great. So I, okay. well, I'm probably gonna buy this just to see because I really want to like this movie. <laughs> You really want to give it the five. I feel like I, I talk so much shit and put it on a pedestal and I don't, I'm not rating it higher than it should be. In my own opinion, I I'm rating where I think it should be, but I, I want to give it its due diligence. Yeah. And I understand. I still think even with that, I, I just don't think you needed to see it. I just, I still don't yeah. think so. And we've had enough creature stuff for now with smile boogeyman barbarian that we could go back to like a Samara. She's not a creature, but you know, we can go with obscure. (laughs) I agree, dude. So you just nailed it. Like smile. Yeah. Fantastic movie up until that cabin scene with the CGI ruins it. You flip it and look at barbarian practical effects with that creature. And it looks so much better. It's done. like, it's the CGI. That's what it is. It did it to smile. Uh, look at Malignant. And Boogeyman too. Boogeyman, yes, but like, look at Malignant. Like they, I believe that a lot of that was practical effects, and it looks I think so. so much better as a person yeah. than the CGI. I think, yeah. it, and this is my closing argument: if they they had made her look like she does in this movie poster that you can't see that I'm pointing at, but the one I had you pull up on yeah. <laughs> Letterboxd, completely different story. It would be, yeah, because it. I mean, it looks. Scary like that. You don't have to do anything else. That's perfectly fine because it's on the movement, the hair, the nails, and the way she was talking was scary enough. But agreed. It's all right. Not everything can be perfect. I suppose not everything can be barbarian. I That's suppose. true. That's true. But this could have been. They I mean, they one thing. This the one thing. And yeah, we would still have to explain how it walks the way it does and how it's so fast. But like this Yeah. I can overlook that. The CGI is what killed me, so yeah, yeah, but still a great movie. I agree. Uh, I think it's a great time, and it's a, it's definitely a great Halloween movie. I one thousand percent agree. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? I do not. Go watch it. Check it out. I would go watch it. It's on Vudu. Well, my Vudu. You'd have to buy it if you want to watch on your own people's Vudu. But that's okay. I'm sure it'll be streaming somewhere for Halloween very soon. Hopefully, that would be smart. I would think, but they didn't, I'm, you know, well, true. Yeah. They weren't smart with this movie. So that's true. All right. Well, thank yeah. you to all of our patrons who give us their hard earned money to listen to us. Talk about movies, about girls who turn into spiders because they've been locked in attics too long. That's thank true. You. Thank you. Thank you to Don't lock them up. Don't lock them up. Don't lock your kids up. See what happens. They turn into spiders and weird shit. Thank you to 
Colette S, Zach F, Rosalind, Vicky D, Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast, Kimberly D, Felicia Connor, Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, Caitlin, Ashley V, Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street, and my lovely mother, Nana Stevie Nicks. <sighs> we made it. And we made I, it. I haven't lost my voice yet. It's crazy. We're back in practice. That we are. In that case, we're out of here. Bye. 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 Yeah. 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 Yeah.